Hi guys, my name is Primrose and I'm from Zimbabwe, but I've been staying in SA for the past 10 years. Currently I'm in Kenya because of school, university. Uh, first of all, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for inviting me to your session. Oh, welcome. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. <laughs> So um, the reason why we moved from Zimbabwe to South Africa is because um, that's when my dad managed to get a stable job. Because it was really hard, like um, finding a job in 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 Zimbabwe. Or if you find a job, it was not paying well. Mm. You get me. Plus, also school fees was just another challenge. Mm, sure. So we moved um to South Africa. That was like in two thousand and nine. Oh, so yeah. So I started like my grade four from day. It was not easy, honestly. Yeah. It was really challenging because growing up, like, knowing, like, um, mostly speaking my home language, which mm, is Shona, Shona yeah. didn't know much of English. Mm. I had to like start learning English and had no choice but to learn Swana. Swana. Yes. Because from where is, we is that stay, the language that they, they, they a lot of clicks? No, oh. mm, that's not it. Okay. That is Zulu. Zulu. Zulu or Kosa. Kosa. Yes. Okay, <laughs> got that right. So um, where we stay in South Africa is the northwest, Luxembourg. So most of the people there they speak Tswana. Tswana. Wow, you really have to know how to move your tongue. In. Yeah, it actually does a lot of tongue movement so if you're not yeah. flexible with it you will struggle <laughs> for real i see me struggling all day yeah, well one day at a time it took me like 10 years the whole 10 years of me staying in south uh-huh. africa to learn it but now you're fluent yeah now i'm fluent so you're fluent in your your mother tongue that's shona, shona yes but also Tswana. Tswana. Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, I feel like she's gonna give us classes of Swana, Swana, <laughs> <laughs> later on. But um, okay. Speaking about, let's talk a little bit more about your dad. You said he moved from um Zimbabwe to, he was first working in Botswana, then moved to South Africa. We got a stable job. Yes. Um, so South Africa is known for this rather bad habit of killing, uh, other. You know, other foreigners from other African countries, xenophobia, and it got to a peak in 2019, and it was really bad. Everyone mm-hmm. was condemning it, but it kept going. And you know, how bad of a threat was that to your family? Um, honestly, it was really bad because um, there was a time I was myself, I got mixed up in that fight. Wow. That day, um, we had um. A class celebration, you know, like um, it's my last year in high school type of things. You're oh, planning oh something, yeah. so only for people from the nearest town to start up um, what do they call it? Um, striking, yeah, oh. a mini strike whereby they blocked the main road out of our town because my school was in another town. Oh. So I'm working from home, clueless. That there is a strike only to find people burning tires and stuff. Wow. So I thought like, okay, probably my bus will still come. But the fact that 
we students are still thinking of going to school, mm. yet they are striking, they literally chased us. And if they catch you, they literally malicialize. Wow. Because I even witnessed them um, stole a car that was just passing by the road. Oh. Like, so they blocked w- the road. what did you do when you see them like, you know, like frame coming out of tires and stuff and they just mock and you are there coming from school going home or waiting for your bus rather what okay, did you well, do well at first i thought like it would they wouldn't harm us students huh? you get me but um apparently also their target was to stop us from going to school that huh. day so that um the government and other places, people can like give them the attention, the attention they wanted. You get me? So, if only I known that they didn't even want us to go to school, I would have just turned back and go back home. Because one of the students was just advising me, like, just join the strike. It's a part of them. Like, you no longer want to go to school. You know, but I just thought, like, some are easy, like, some people, like, when they look at you, they just know this is a foreigner. So imagine you join the strike, you act like them, then someone spots that you are a foreigner, and then what if now they catch you? You get me. So it was very tricky for me. Then I saw one of my teachers' car, and I just told him, like, you can't go that way. They literally stole my car. So stopping cars, they thought, like, we are helping them find a car to burn. You get yeah. me. So they chased us, like, <laughs> Trust me, in the shoes I was wearing, they were not comfortable <laughs> for that. So you, did, you didn't board in your teacher's car? No. Hmm. She literally tried her best to go in reverse. She couldn't. She just had to drive straight and turn at the nearest turn. Wow. It was really epic. But, like, it has been a challenge. Like, this xenophobic attacks have not been so smooth. Hmm. Even my sister at some point almost got arrested. Because, hmm. you know, there are some foreigners that don't have papers. You get me? Yeah. So once they know that you're a foreigner and they are getting arrested, they can literally point you out. Oh, that's a foreigner. Huh. And the police will just kill you. Don't even check your papers now. Huh. You get me? So it's a, um, it's a bit of a challenge. Sometimes when you're in a foreign country, you have to like literally keep yourself intact. The only people to know you about you being a foreigner, probably it's your landlord and closest friends. You get me. Not everyone in your street knowing. That's why it's very important to learn other languages when you are in a foreign country. So you can bond, you can, you know, literally vibe easily with others. It was not easy. It was not easy. Like I saw death flash in front of me like that. So so you you ran from from where they were stunning the cars. Where did you run to? I actually had to use another street, like the longest way to my house. Because yeah. um, I usually pass through in front of the mall, or some call it a complex, because it's still very small. Huh. So, yeah. I had to go all around it. And some lady had to take me home because I was shaking. Huh. I could not even, like, talking, like, oh, my house is in the street. I couldn't. All I could do was just point. She huh. took me home. I just told the office my place. Okay. Oh. Just go home. When I got home, I've not even explained to my mom. Oh. You're just crying. I just cried and I just typed it down, everything. And she said, okay, go sleep. I don't want to sleep. Wow. 
But either ways, I became like sort of like a talk of like, guys, Rose can, can run. Like, <laughs> <laughs> for those who witnessed me run, yeah. you know, like South, okay. the South Africans who yeah. like, you should just join the thing. And like, no, it's risky for myself. Also. Oh, yeah. So like, guys, I didn't, did not know that females can run. Like, she was <laughs> running. You know, type of running for your life, huh? Running for and my life. And adrenaline had something to do with the running as well. Yeah. Wow, wow. So sorry for what you had to go through. It's all good. It was and an exercise. How is the situation now? Has it stopped or it's just like been minimized? It's still going on? Well, um, it's quite minimized. It has its own enough. Like when I was about to come, we had some talks about some xenophobic starting going to mm. get me. That was me coming. I came back in December. Yeah, in December. So, well, I was just praying for my family that the halls and the puppets are not in my town. So mm-hmm. that means, yeah. Okay, so your town is a little bit safe from now. Yeah, it's just like a small town close to like um, South African border to Botswana. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, I want to know your father's reaction when he heard about this story. Given well, that, I feel like he's more exposed to the attack. Because he's, he's in the working class, and these guys were targeting these people in the working class. How did he react to that? Okay, well, first of all, he was like, I should stop going to school. And there's me, I'm like, these are like my last days of school. I want to go, I want to make memories, I want to take pictures. You get me, like that excitement. But he was like, you can't go to school. And but I was more worried about him, and, you know, him being the breadwinner at home, and he'd be like, "I'm going to work, leave like at five a.m. in the morning, comes back in the evening." It was really scary. Or well, sometimes he works like night shift, so it was really scary for me. Like, yeah, I'd literally wake up at around five in the morning, and. If I know, I usually know, like, we'll be here around 6. So, it's like between 6 to 6, 20 past 6. If he's not at home by that time, I will call him, like, where are you? <laughs> yeah, you know, because I was really worried. Because, trust me, I, I wouldn't say um that it has been the safest place to be. You get me? Yeah. But neither would I say that South Africa is a bad place. It has its time. And it also depends on where exactly you stay. Because my street, my street like cuts to another small, not like small town, but mm. subdivision of certain people speak a certain language. I won't throw oh. it out loud because those people can be very violent. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, so my street my, itself, it's not even safe. Wow. Like walking in the bridge, you can literally get robbed. Someone can wow. literally, for example, my neighbor this other time was walking with the son. So she was holding a phone. Some guy grabbed it. And he was like, it's normal. She wow. kept on following him, like, give me my phone, give me my phone. Hmm. That guy literally took out a knife. Like, what phone do you want? Which phone? 
Like you just get my phone. Okay, uh-huh. give me money, and I'll give you the give phone. Back the phone. Imagine. Sure. And then he's like, I don't have money. Uh-huh. Then he's like, Okay, give me a case of cigarettes. Share to look for cigarettes. Because like even cars that are passing by ask me like, What's wrong? What's yeah. going on? They're like, did you take the phone? He's like, Yeah, I took it. Why not give me back? Let's say give me money. You get me. Uh-huh. It so it's, it's it's that normal. Okay, we did talk about the dark side of South <laughs> Africa a little bit there. It got me thinking and rethinking. But then again, she said it also has a good side to it. And we are about to hear that good side to it. I've also like talked to a few people who stay in South Africa. And they always blag about the nightlife in South Africa. There are so many options you can think about, you know, spending the night. You could go to a strip club, you could go to a bar, you could go to a lounge, you could go to a nightclub. Mm-hmm. You could just go to an open area and still have a good time. How good is the good? <clears throat> okay. Well, for me, I have strict parents. So for me to like broaden up on night issues. L- let's do... just not talk about the nightlife as a whole. Let's just talk about the bright side of South Africa. But on the good side as well, I, 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 I find it maybe, it, it might be really good. So how good is it? It's really good actually. Like, South Africa, all in all, is beautiful. It's full of life. You've got adventurers. Like, it's, wow. It's, only, it's all about, which town do you choose to go? You choose a town, there's just something about it that will just like surprise you. Mm. Something new, something refreshing, mm. something good, something vibing, mm. you know? But you just have to watch your vibe though. That's like an every, something everyone has to know. Like, it's all on you. It's all about you. If you don't watch your back, wherever you are, wherever you stop, it's all on you. Mm, okay. You get me? So I yeah. am. I've never really been out much at night because my parents were like, no, it's too dangerous. You're a girl, you know? <laughs> this thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even when I've got freedom too, hmm. even when my parents are not around, um, I feel I restrict myself. Like, my parents already said no. So why would I want to go now? You get me? So like, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's, like, mm. a natural thing, like, don't go. I think it's a, it's a natural thing um, for parents to be protective to their kids. And, mm. uh, listen, like, um, you're also their daughter. You just leave aside the fact that you are their kid. You're also their daughter, so. Yeah. And you're beautiful. <laughs> the, uh, I, I, I see where, what parents are saying. It's a dangerous world out there for ladies, but, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, they have the right to be protective. True. So yeah, uh, guys, if in case you're gonna visit South Africa, whether you wanna go on a trip or you're just planning to move there and work there, or you're just planning to move there and stay there, uh, as Prim Rosa said, it has all sides to it. I feel like this is common to every other city that you go to or country. It has two sides to it, but with South Africa, you have to be extremely careful on where you choose to work because xenophobia is like it has its off and ons uh cats and dogs i would say watch out especially yeah, watch out, johannesburg yeah. yeah Joburg. let's talk about Joburg. that's by the, the way. highlight yeah, of that's the highlight of South Africa. yeah you should and the highlights of everything as well yeah 
Because I feel like the, the attacks were, were more in Joburg than any yeah, other place. They are more in Johannesburg, actually. So that would be a town that I would highlight that, mm-hmm. like, you should literally watch your back. Don't, don't even use your phone. If someone asks you for time, don't take out your phone. Don't look at your watch. When you're carrying a bag, carry it in front of you. Not oh. a bag. You oh. can walk like you know where you're going. Don't even ask people like If you procrastinate and people going. see that you, you're somebody new here, they. That you are a target. Because wow. they can literally rob you in front of people and people not even do anything. Like robbery is just yeah, normalized. Yeah, just put your a knife on your stomach while people are still like moving around. Wow. And people still ignore you. Wow. So yeah, and try to avoid traveling around, especially like um under bridges, because oh. some people like put um um nails in the road, so your car. Tires and oh. stuff. Yeah. If they so can you, you attack something break. like a bus, a whole bus oh, with people, people oh. then what about your car? Oh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, job bug. <laughs> what about Cape Town? Cape Town is actually good. Uh-huh. It's got a nice view. Yeah, I heard about nice that. I actually saw a few pictures on Instagram and it's just awesome. It's beautiful. Oh. It's one of the Places I can say. If you want to go for adventure, Cape Town, Durban, Eastern Cape, those type of places. Okay. Uh, you heard her. If you want to go to South Africa and have a good time and have the beautiful scenery, the ocean, do they have safaris as well in Cape Town? Yeah? Like you go see the animals. Definitely want to go to Cape Town, Durban, and yeah. Uh, so, um, Prim, you've stayed in, uh, South Africa for a minute. You also stayed. Um, let's leave Zimbabwe out of this because you <laughs> <laughs> you're like a kid when you got out of Zimbabwe. You've also stayed in Kenya for a few years. Yeah. Yeah. How would you compare the 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 cost of living between the two places? Well, as a student, I would literally say Kenya is not expensive. <laughs> Looking at like exchange rates and stuff like the money you get from Australia and when you get here, it's literally like times two. For example, if the rate is at ten, one is to ten, you just know if they send you one thousand rent, it's like ten k. Two thousand rent, ten k. It's like right. multiplied by yeah. two, you get me. So like, I don't think um life in Kenya is like expensive. It's all about how you spend. And what you're spending, the quality, because quality is such an important thing. And that's what most people like this focus on. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> you've mentioned about Kenya uh, being uh, not being expensive, but the country that I'm coming from, but the country that I'm coming from, I would say Kenya is expensive because my country is uh, a lot more cheaper. Or relatively cheaper than Kenya's. Now you come in from South Africa and saying Kenya's life is cheap. Ah, that that is interesting. And I had this conversation, by the way, with a friend of mine. Uh, shout out to him, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, like, uh, we we had this really amazing talk about currencies, and he he helped me understand uh, 
how currencies work. And we, we come to a conclusion and say that if a country has a high has a higher currency than US, then probably life is gonna be a lot more expensive than your country. But but the hustle that you go through to get the twenty K in Kenya is relative same hustle that you go through to get the twenty the two K rand in South Africa. And the 2K rand in South Africa, how you spend it, is relatively the same how you're going to spend the 20K in Kenya. For instance, a sneaker in Joburg could be how much? Probably 1,200. 1,200. That is equivalent to... Um, if it's 1 is to 10, then mm. if it's, say, um, 10,200. 10,200. That's a sneaker in South Africa, yeah? And in Kenya, you say you can't find a sneaker of that price. Normally, like around um, 5k, and 7k, you see? Mm-hmm. In Tanzania, sneakers are around, uh, let's say, 1.5 or 2k Kenya. So you see, it's actually cheaper, but it's not cheaper. The money that you get there is where you're going to spend there. And the money that you get here is where you're going to spend there. Unless if you're working in South Africa and you spend in Kenya, that way your money, you're going to see where your money, like how it works for you. But if you're working in South Africa and spending in South Africa, then you don't have nothing well, to brag about your rent thing. Also, another challenge is like, you know, when you have that strict father, <laughs> hmm. that like, when you're here in Kenya, he can send you money. Hmm. Oh, here's your pocket money, hmm. whatever you need, and all those sort of things. Then when you're back in SA, it's like, this food. Don't the you eat? Bed, yeah, you sleep. You have everything, uh-huh. like, you need, so what do you need money for? <laughs> you get me. Yeah, but yeah. being a woman, like, my mom loves shopping. So hmm. whenever she wants something, she always needs a stick in the pain. So she always takes me along, you hmm. get me. So... That's how I'll be like, okay, I really do need money. I have everything at home, mm. but I still need that pocket money. You get yeah. me? So, like, when you're at home, you have everything. You don't have to worry about buying rooms and mm. all those type of things. But when I'm this side, I have to think about all those things mm. and feel like life is a bit easier when you get pocket money than when you're at home. That's like a student mentality. Mm, true, uh, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. Uh, so I see our time is running out a little bit and we have a few minutes until we end this episode. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please consider subscribing. And if you're streaming this on all the other audio platforms, thank you for streaming and make sure please to follow us on Instagram at pre60places with a Z and every other platform, Twitter, facebook is 360 places with a z and you can also follow our guest on instagram as black rosy that's b l v k b l a oh there's an a and v oh wow okay b l a v k rosy I E. 
Okay. Uh, our time is running out, and we have a few minutes to like conclude. Uh, if you compare the the life in Kenya and South Africa, given that in Kenya said life is slightly cheaper or way cheaper, as you said, than South Africa, would you trade your stay from South Africa to Kenya based on cost of living? Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't. Because uh-huh. to me, it's more about family than money. Uh, okay, let's say we, we just like bringing out your old family to to Kenya, and yeah, would you trade that based on the cost of living? Still, no. <laughs> like, what holds you back to South Africa? Thinking deeply about it, yeah. I feel like um, when you don't have everything, you're such a silver person. Because in SA, when you have the money in your hands, you have to like compromise what is needed more. Mm. So I feel I like the challenging of heavy thinking. Mm. What is going to sustain me more than the other? That's what my dad taught me. Oh, the only reason why I can give you certain amount is because once you could think mm. what is more important than what here yeah. I can just be like looking at my personal message and like, I still got like whole 20k. Yeah. Okay, let's go to KFC, let's go to what by the time I think about oh I have to buy a, a book by the library, what do I have? Nothing. You have to pay rent. Yeah, you get me. Mm. I have um more wants than me. But when I'm in essay, I feel so challenged to looking at my needs more than my wants. Oh. You get me. And I'm someone who's very confident. So when I'm around family, yeah. I literally think about my younger sisters yeah. than me. So oh, I spend wow. more on them than myself. Oh, nice, nice. So, so it's, it's more about the mindset. Yeah. And it's more about uh, how South Africa challenges you to be economically mindful Yes. And be a better person when it comes to accounting. And why didn't you like do accounting? Because I feel like you have a mind a mind of an accountant. Well, let's say there's <laughs> a book called Ledger. So that's uh-huh. a book called Ledger. Never really wanted to settle in my mind, so I was just <laughs> like, you know what, accounting. Yeah, high school, huh? Yeah, but I might be going through that route. I'm still considering going back to business. Yeah. Huh. So uh, there's this uh, tribe in Tanzania. Uh, it's called Wachaga. Mm-hmm. Can you say that? Wachaga. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wachaga with the accent. Yeah, Wachaga. So uh, Wachaga, they're known for being uh, stingy with the money. Mm-hmm. And they're good at, at hustling. Like, they can hustle. But they're stingy with the money. That That's like uh, something that they identified from, like, if you, you see this person is chaga, mm-hmm. then what comes in your mind is stingy. If you see, uh, uh, what is this cry that you mentioned? Twa, twa. Twana. Twana. Yes. Yeah, so what is unique about the Twana people? People love food. <laughs> ah, okay, I see where, where you got that from. <laughs> yeah, actually, those people, they are so into culture, by the way. Hmm. They have a very beautiful culture. They also have um, this nice ginger traditional beer of theirs. 
it's really nice. You should actually try it. I'm still trying to figure out the whole name in my head. <laughs> okay. But it's um it's really nice. Wow. They are so united. Okay. And they are not people who are groupy. They all stick together. That's one beautiful thing about them. Okay. Yes. They're very nice watching. They celebrate like everything they do. Wow. Nice. It's actually a good thing to see people uplift their culture yeah. rather than just taking in other cultures. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, that was it about Prim and about South Africa. And we will see you guys on the next one. Cheers. Bye.